Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the second episode that we're doing as part of day 6 of our COVID-19 coverage in India. Our previous episode was on the effect that the lockdown that is that was announced by Prime Minister Modi is going to have on India's economy and what the government can do about it. We link to that of course in the show notes today. And this is our second part of the coverage today which deals with the Prime Minister's speech itself, the fallout from that and other developments on the health and science front. As uh, as we just said, India is now officially in lockdown. We'll also, I think, add a graphic that we're working on here at the Hindu uh, as part of the show notes today to help inform you about what essential services will run, what you can and can't do during the lockdown. So I think we should find that useful. And for the show itself, I'm joined again by Jacob Koshi, Deputy Science Editor, Suhasini Haider, National Editor for the Hindu. Hello, both of you. Thanks for joining me. So, um, so guys, yeah, we've been sort of talking about this for a few days now the fact that we are headed toward a lockdown we started with the janta curfew that you know various states then various districts first announce a lockdown followed by various states and now it's official we are like in a complete lockdown so so what does this mean like so jacob i'll just start with you what what is the information that's now coming in about how much this is spreading well we are as was forecast by several models we are now in plus 500 now and uh, this is pretty much in trajectory with what uh, forecasters and scientists have been expecting given the trend in the last uh, two or three days and uh, we've seen cases we've seen a case in manipur also today and so now the spread the spread is no longer uh, restricted to just you know states with really big cities and which are highly interconnected it is now uh, spread out to the pan india kind of phenomenon and remember there is this kind of thumb rule which says that for every positive case that you uh, record that that there, there could be 100 cases that you know you are not probably recording and right now there is no longer the debate regarding whether community transmission is going or not is now pretty much irrelevant there wasn't the usual press that happened today there was a there was a kind of uh, you know a very limited kind of briefing which had very few reporters that was uh, conducted by the health ministry but it is now sort of implicit even among the government that there is community transmission going on but again no official word on it and that probably has triggered i believe the announcement that we've uh, just heard at uh, 8 o'clock by the prime minister it is now a matter of time 21 days to check this virus as the as the prime minister has said but again from a purely uh, medical front or from a scientific front i really do not understand what is significant about 21 we still do not have any clear details about what is other specificities to the disease spread in india it seems to me uh, from what i have been researching what i have been talking to other scientists and experts we are pretty much only closely following what's happening in the rest of the world we are seeing uh, for for instance after 2 weeks uh, how many cases are registered in let's say in italy or in the us and we are just assuming that we are let's say 2 2 weeks behind the curve or, or you know a week behind the curve and we just try not to repeat their mistakes and the closest this is the equivalent of control control alt del you know i mean you don't know how to get your computer back on so the the best way is to just shut everything down and 
press power back on again and then hope hope your problem is solved it is not really part of a larger strategic plan by the government is is what i understand and yes there was this very interesting paper that was published in the indian journal for of medical research this paper reflect is a mathematical model that was prepared in february it has a scientists from the imperial college london who who are known for their modeling work as well as three, four four scientists from various icmr institutes so this paper finally showed what the government or what these icmr was 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 expecting on disease trends in february and it essentially showed that there there is no way that a, a an epidemic can be avoided it's only a matter of delaying when you rise to the first 1000 cases very interestingly the paper had s- suggests that you know you have to have a mix of both containment that is you know stopping pas- uh, suspected uh, patients who show symptomatic conditions at the airport etc as well as aggressive mitigation measures that is you have to you have to track you have to try to find out symptomatic people within your population almost almost parallelly with containing containing those who are coming uh, from from outside the paper basically suggests that you know even if you had managed to stop 50% of symptomatic people coming in you would have delayed uh, the first 1000 cases to at most 45 days okay uh, so hasni yeah so jacob brought up that uh, that paper that uh, i think the news broke this morning about the modeling that was available since february and um, again so your thoughts about the lockdown and also the the impression that you know this these parallel news breaks one in the morning about this paper and now in the evening the announcement of this lockdown does seem to suggest that there was a level of unpreparedness well um i can only give you my own ex- uh, experience jent uh, because yeah. the prime minister spoke at about 8 o'clock now what he said is uh, essentially uh, we need to take this more seriously i i think that's what he was saying again and again uh secondly mm. he said that this lockdown will go on for 3 weeks um but he uh, you know he's he uh, he's already got about 75 districts if not more under lockdown uh so essentially what he was announcing was an extension of what we've seen in the last couple of days now for the next 3 weeks um uh, but i think what did not really get through to people was that this was not going to be more uh, draconian than uh, than the previous couple of days has been So when I went to the market for example three groceries all running out of bread all running out of essentials um the milk uh, also seems to be running out in places uh, and simply because people were a little confused after the uh, the, uh, the announcement of the uh, three week shutdown and uh, really were just buying out stores uh, I don't think I've seen these kind of queues uh, for a while now so Uh, i think the government has to be much more nimble footed if you like uh, about its communication i understand the the mha has actually given us guidelines now i can run you through them essentially the offices that uh, the commercial and private establishments uh, will be shut down with the exceptions of shops that includes ration shops it includes anything dealing with food groceries fruit vegetable dairy milk uh, meat fish animal fodder as well um however the mha does say that district authority should encourage uh, home deliveries by any of these so as to minimize the movement of people outside their homes um also what will remain open are banks print and electronic media as before telecommunication internet services uh, delivery of essential goods 
And that once again includes food, pharmaceuticals, medical equipment, all through e-commerce. Uh, petrol pumps stay open, power generation stays open, um, capital and debt market services, uh, as the SEB notifies, stay open, cold storage stays open, and so do private security services. So what you're seeing is actually um, uh, pretty much what we've seen in the last couple of days in most parts of the country, now being extended across the country. Uh, but I think the government does need to get this message out that it really uh, there is no need to panic, that essential services will be available, uh, and there's no need for this kind of panic buying, which often means that some people have uh, taken home far too much and others will not have something to take home. Jacob, let's just, um, I mean, you, you mentioned this, uh, this, this paper in the Indian Journal of Medical Research. I just want to get some clarity here. Is there any suggestion that this was something that was not being made available in the public domain, that they were trying to keep it a secret or something like that? Well, I'm surprised that they chose to re reveal it now, given that this was a study done in February. And because if you read, that, there is no, uh, most modeling studies would always give you a sense of the kind of uh, expected number of, let's say, you know, people who are likely to be infected and uh, basis that, you know, a percentage of those who are, who are going to fall very sick. Surprisingly, for a model, math modeling paper, this is not, this does not give any such estimates. It only, only sought to uh, measure the effectiveness of containment, that is, you know, ensuring uh, people from outside, from affected countries, if they were stopped at the border and quarantined, as opposed to, uh, let's say, aggressively testing for, uh, you know, for people who are already inside in the country and, you know, reaching out to a larger proportion of, you know, those who show symptoms of the, of, of the disease. So it, it assumes that there is going to be community transmission. It assumes, it says, for instance, it only, it only, it only calculates, for instance, how quickly we will reach something called the epidemics. And, and that, that's the word used there. So interestingly, their definition of an epidemic is the first thousand cases, but that is that is just a matter of of uh, you know it's it's just a mathematical assumption. The message of the paper was that an epidemic is imminent, and what can you do to delay it as uh, you know as uh, much as possible? Now note that for the past one month, and as I just mentioned, uh, the ICMR has never ever referred to community transmission. So I think this was uh, an instance of. I don't know, some kind of managing expectations, managing fear. Okay, and so we are to assume now that we do have community transmission, that debate uh, which was actually dominated yes. dominated the last week, that's over? Never for official purposes, but yes, this is, it is, this is very much an acknowledgement that, you know, community transmission is, otherwise there is no, I mean, no, even countries that have seen the most, a, a rapid rise in cases, Italy, for instance, nobody has really gone, I mean, into a shutdown mode as much as we are as India is now given the number of cases that is officially registered. So this clearly shows that the government is, there is there is no other explanation as to why they would press such the, the emergency brake so hard unless and until you believe that there is community transmission. I think Jent and obviously you're running out of time tonight but over the next few no, no, weeks, no, that's okay. we are going to have to uh, deal with the issues the tertiary impact of a three-week lockdown and what it means. What it means for older people, not, not just people who are dealing with coronavirus, but older people living alone. What it means for people dealing with mental health issues. What it means for people yeah. who have physical incapacities as well. These are things that really need to be thought through. I think the beginning has to be made by the government paying some attention 
to the fact that there are so many who really are not able to cope with the idea of a lockdown or able to, uh, to deal with the physical aspects. For example, today as well, we saw uh, because of the lockdown and because um, uh, you know passenger services have all been curtailed, uh, hundreds of people just walking on the highway, on the national highway, to try and go back to their villages. Um, and, and I think that uh, there are all these tertiary impacts that the government is going to have to focus a lot more on. And I hope we will be discussing those as well in the weeks to come. Anything to add to that, you know, you know, given India's demographics, you know, nearly, uh, I mean, 60 or 70 percent of the country is below 35. I mean, for uh, for a lot of them, the idea of an emergency is something that they learn in the textbooks. But this, you know, there is, it's it's going to be interesting how, you know, this population of 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 of, of young people will understand what it is to live under a you know a complete lockdown mode. So there are going to be so many, you know, all kinds of stories, as Swasni is pointing out, you know, all kinds of aspects about human relationships, about adjusting, about psychological adjusting to this kind of reality that is going to come out. And I think uh, that's something that we should be talking about a lot more in the days ahead. So guys, we'll keep this brief. Uh, let me just get an update from both of you on the stories that you were working on today. Uh, so Asni, um, I think you've written something on crisis centers. Uh, that's right. Uh, embassies in the city now are dealing with the fact that they still have many tourists left in in India, uh, something they had not expected. But, you know, tourists have been in individual groups. They've been out in the mountains. They've been uh, in various parts of India. Uh, and they're now coming back to the cities and wanting to be flown out in some way. Of course, international flights have been completely prohibited after March 22nd. Um, and, uh, uh, and the fact is that they are not only dealing with these numbers, you know, the German embassy is estimating between three to 5,000 Germans are still left inside India and need to be taken out to Germany. Um, uh, they are uh, dealing with just the idea of how to evacuate them, but also with the fact that uh, many of them are facing uh, a, a alleged, uh, alleged discrimination and even harassment. Uh, people coming back with the stories to say that hotels are very hesitant to check in foreigners. Uh, obviously, this is something the government is helping with, the Ministry of External Affairs as well. Uh, but the, the, the truth is embassies say they are worried. European embassies in, in particular have told us that they are, um, that, uh, that their tourists are feeling targeted is what uh, is the word they used. Uh, I think uh, we've spoken to a, a cross-section of, uh, of embassies uh, that are planning now to, uh, with these crisis centers to coordinate all their nationals and then fly them out. The German embassy will begin uh, or hopes to begin its first flight out tomorrow night. They might uh, even bring some Indians in, but essentially these are flights to evacuate foreign nationals out of India. Uh, and then other countries are also, like the United States, are also looking at, at how they can do that. That's certainly um, one part of the story, uh, especially now that we know that this lockdown continues until April 15th. Uh, it should be quite clear to um, uh, any embassy who's dealing with uh, nationals over here that that's how long that we're looking at. Okay, and Jacob, I know you must have been busy with that mathematical modeling paper that came out in the morning, but is there anything else that you were covering today? Yes, I mean, there was this private manufacturers uh, making diagnostic kits is one story that I've been covering for a few days. And we uh, we just learned today, the first Indian manufacturer of diagnostic kits has 
been given a go ahead now remember most of the diagnostic kits that we use now are uh, are based on technology are based on licensing deals that indian pathology labs sign with multinational companies they we have always depended on foreign companies for these kits but this time in the last 20 odd days there were nearly 15 uh indian firms who had made their own diagnostic kits had applied for permissions to you know offer these kits to diagnostic labs so today a pune based firm called my labs has been given the go ahead and there was a bit of celebration uh, you know among uh, tech, the department of biotechnology the icmr etc because it basically shows that this it's one of the it's the first indian firm to have made such a kit that will be used for coronavirus uh, testing and the hope is that you know this would be cheaper than uh, the price that the government now pays for uh, testing people right okay um thank you both for joining me on this what's felt like a very momentous day so we'll we'll speak again tomorrow sure. um thank you look forward yeah stay safe stay home yeah